Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Oh my goodness, it's time once again for another Growing in Grace podcast. I'm Joel Brzezinski with Mike Kapler, Growing in Grace. Wow, here we are at the, uh, at least at the the time that you're going to, that we're going to upload this recording, the end of a year. We're going to be in the, the 20s, the roaring 20s. And a uh, brand new podcast here this week. Hope you all had a, a wonderful Christmas and looking forward to a, a great new year here in 2020. The podcast going strong here pretty soon. Uh, in less than two months, we'll be celebrating, what is it, 15 years of this podcast? Well, I remember when I was 15 years old. <laughs> and uh, the things that... Uh, we're going on in the life of a 15-year-old, and now it's been 15 years since we've been doing this thing, almost. So, let's see. What are we going to talk about this week, Mr. Kapler? Well, let's talk about being 15 again. <laughs> that was a <laughs> long time ago. <laughs> they, they, they say hindsight is 2020. I think you're suggesting foresight is 2020. <laughs> I think that's that's probably true. If I um, would have known, yeah. When then. I think of being fifteen, I think of popping in a tombstone pizza and eating the whole thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. With no problem. And, and being skinny as a rail at the time. Yeah. No, I I remember that. We were going to maybe just take a look at the book of Hebrews. Sometimes a misunderstood book. I know for many years I didn't really want to delve into it too much because I was confused by it. But that's because. I was in covenant confusion, Joel. I uh, didn't really understand the differences between an old covenant that was no longer in effect and a new covenant that God made with his son that would be everlasting and eternal uh, and would replace the old one made with Israel. I, I didn't understand any of that. And the book of Hebrews kind of chisels away at the finished work of Jesus Christ and how the entire religious system the Israeli people were under for many centuries through that law that came through Moses and then the prophets and all of that, that it changed. The law was put aside because it was weak and useless and it couldn't give the people what they needed, which was right standing before God, Mm -hmm. uh, because it was based upon their doing. Instead of being righteous, they were trying to attain it through what they did. And it always failed. It always fell short. And that program, (laughs) God designed it that way. And we can sit here and scratch our heads and and wonder why. Why did he design it this way? Why did things play out the way they did? Some of those questions are probably going to have to get answered somewhere else in in another place in time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Probably further along into eternity long after we're uh, we're off of this planet, maybe we'll understand some of those things much better. For whatever reason, God seems to um, have given us uh, a glimpse into some things, but we don't have uh, the full picture here. Uh, but we can learn some stuff. He's, he's pointed us to some things, uh, ultimately to the, the person of Jesus Christ. 
Uh, that's really what this is all about. And we can get off on the rabbit trails. And sometimes it's fun to do that. You know, sometimes it's fun to explore as long as we can keep everything in the proper perspective. But with the book of Hebrews here, we're going to do a little skimming, lay a little foundation maybe for the first, uh, I don't know, four or five or six chapters, and then maybe spend a little more time after that on some things as as the writer of Hebrews really begins to heat things up in his explanation. So he, he's going to lay some foundation here. Whoever wrote the book of Hebrews, we don't know for sure, uh, but whoever wrote it is going to lay some foundation for a number of chapters and we'll actually drop some nuggets here and there that are easy to overlook, even for us while we do this podcast. They'll be easy for us to miss because he'll come back to them later in the book. And Paul kind of did that from time to time. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's a little bit dangerous sometimes to just get trapped inside of Bible verses because that's just not how people wrote. They, they didn't, you know, write down a thought into a verse and then move on to another thought in a different verse. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't work that way. So let's, uh, let's jump into, uh, we can start with chapter one and, and uh, just, you know, point out uh, what we feel might be a few highlights for people to consider. Yeah. Well, when you're talking about us dropping some nuggets and going down rabbit trails, uh, that is kind of the thing you got to worry about when you go down dra- rabbit trails. Got to watch out for those <laughs> <laughs> little rabbit nuggets. Okay. All right. Digression over with. That was fortunately very quick here. But um, yeah, I love the book of Hebrews. Oh my goodness. I am currently, well, as at the time of this recording, in going back and forth with somebody <laughs> on social media. And it's, to me, a really, really good example of why the book of Hebrews is so important, why we understand the difference between the covenants the clash of the covenants like you talk about like your book is about by the way find that book on on amazon clash of the covenants by michael c kapler and this person i, I won't get into the whole conversation but essentially for for all intents and purposes he's a a gentile a person who's a gentile a non-jew who is trying to tell me all the things that we need to do all of these things that the old testament tells us to do that we need to do and he's basically what i told him you're a Gentile who is trying to live. Here's what I said. I am a person who is a new creation under the new covenant. And you are a Gentile who is trying to live like a Jew who is under the old covenant. It's really what, because he's telling me he's, he tries to keep the law. He says he's trying to keep the Sabbath. He says that he's finding it difficult at first, but he's trying to keep it. And then he's telling me, oh, so you, you, you were not under the commandment, Ten Commandments. So, well, then, so you can just murder, you can just go commit adultery. You know, all these things we've talked about on the podcast in the past. And I'm saying, no, we have a new and living way. This is what the book of Hebrews says. We have something better than law. We don't need the law. Oh, so you can, you can put other gods before God. And I'm, I tell him, there is only one God. That's what I found in Christ Jesus, <laughs> and he is my God. It's not, a, it's not about whether or not I'm putting other gods ahead of him. But anyway, the point is that he's a believer in Jesus Christ, but he's coming at this life in Christ from an old covenant perspective, perhaps a, a mixture of the covenants, where he's mainly focused on keeping Old Testament rules and regulations and um, certain ones, because he'll pick and choose which ones he can keep. He'll tell me you can't have a Christmas tree, uh, but at the same time, the, the other things about shaving the sides of your face and uh, not wearing clothes of mixed linen, he doesn't worry about those. Anyway, if a person would simply have this understanding of 
the difference between the covenants, which is a big theme in Hebrews. How the, the blood of Jesus took away all sin and how the the sacred the one offering of Jesus did away with the entire old covenant. We don't even need to be concerned with the old covenant. We learn about the old covenant just to see what it was like and what the difference is between that and what we have in Christ. It's a shadow. The old covenant was a shadow of what we have in Christ, but it's not the substance. So just starting out in chapter one of Hebrews, and then I'll pass it back to you. I, uh, you know, it starts out, God, who at various times in various ways spoke in past times to the fathers, this would be the Hebrew fathers, by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom he also he made the world's and he goes on to talk about how the thing is, is that in this new covenant, in these last days, God has spoken to us not by the prophets. Our life in Christ is not about trying to live by the prophets or by the law, as he'll get into, as he'll get into in this, in this book of Hebrews. But he's speaking to us by his son. And this whole epistle of Hebrews gets into what it is about the son, Jesus Christ, that this life in Christ is all about. Yeah, and we could camp out right here, and, and we probably will for this chapter. I mean, the, the, this is really the uh, the intro into the book, as, as you mentioned, Joel. It's um, it's a big deal, and and I want to keep this in mind. I want to keep these first verses in mind because when we get when we get around to chapter six, there's a, a the phrase that the word of God is, is used. And I want to kind of try to differentiate between um, what most people just assume to be the Bible when it goes, I think, much beyond that, because the Bible hasn't always been around, <laughs> you know, the, the Bible hasn't always existed, and it's gone through many changes, um, and, and, you know, there was all kinds of writings that didn't make the cut, and, and so it's, you know, I know a lot of people just say, well, God speaks to us through the Bible. Well, he, he can speak to us, you know, through a mule if he wants to, <laughs> but but he's, you know, he, as, as you pointed out here, that the writer is trying to get people right away focused on something very special. It's the Son with a capital S, Jesus. That's whom God now speaks to us through, his Son. He's alive. He's real. He's not just pages that have been published, okay? Uh, he, he is living and powerful, and, and all of creation, you know, exists because of him. And, and so this, this is kind of a big deal. The other thing I, I find interesting here, Joel, and, and maybe a lot of people don't realize this, because we've, we've spent a lot of time on the book of 1 John, and that, especially that first chapter of 1 John, uh, and who John was writing to in that first chapter, which wasn't believers, but people who weren't believers. Uh, other than 1 John, this is the only other uh, epistle or New Testament letter that doesn't start out with who they are talking to. Now, in you know, all the other letters, they, they address who they are speaking to, uh, even other, John's other two letters that he wrote. But in, in John's case, he was speaking to unbelievers to start off with his letter. He was trying to make a point about the validity of Jesus Christ coming as a man. Uh, the writer of Hebrews is writing to believers, uh, and we we can pick up on that in in the third chapter. It's like he's starting out this letter, and then he finally indicates who he's talking to when he starts calling them holy brethren at the beginning of of chapter three. I just wanted to point that out because I I just find it 
kind of interesting because he, he's actually targeting in this letter, especially Jewish believers in Christ who had once been spoken to by the prophets, but are now in this new covenant that he's going to be talking about. Something changed, and, and in, these, in these days that we are in now, he is speaking to us by his Son, and I think we underestimate that sometimes. Right, yeah, and so we'll be spending some time on, on this, uh, the book of Hebrews, and, and what it says about the Son uh, as contrasted with what the prophets said and what the law said and how what we have in the Son, Jesus Christ, is so much better, which is another, uh, it's, it's a word that the writer uses uh, quite a bit in this book. So the Son, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he himself purged our sins sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. That's another big thing. Jesus sat down. The high priests in the Old Covenant didn't sit down. They had to continually offer sacrifice after sacrifice after sacrifice. Jesus offered one sacrifice, and then his work was done. And so we'll be talking about the finished work of Jesus, how it's superior to everything, the entirety of the, of the law, the Old Covenant, everything. We'll be talking about that in the weeks to come right here. So stick with us on the podcast, Growing in Grace at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.